daddy bed. I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello and welcome to The Cast Next Door, where we love your mother's cookies. I'm your host, Michael Painter, and with me once again are my wonderful guests, Lan Laredi and Gina Radcliffe. Hey there! So on this podcast, we watch the cinematic masterpiece, The Boy Next Door, minute by minute, to give it the in-depth analysis that it truly deserves. If you want to follow along with us, we are doing Minute 19, that is time code 1801 to 1900. We pick up where we left off in the middle of one of the most awkward double dates in history, mm-hmm. I think. Definitely. And, uh, yeah. So there's Jennifer Lopez, Vicky, Vicky's boyfriend, boyfriend, Ethan, and a nameless gentleman that I think we lovingly dubbed Asshole. No, he does have a name. I actually looked this up. I don't, oh. I don't think oh. it's, ever, it's ever mentioned, but he is listed as Benny. He looks familiar, but I don't know where I can place that guy I, from. I wasn't sure, because I didn't recognize his, the actor's name, but I looked, because, you know, on the IMDb, they'll have, like, the, you know, headshots of the actors and all. And mm-hmm. so I, I came down to two, and then I clicked, and I was like, oh, that's him, because he has the same look on his face, just that, that awful smirk. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's him. That that is that guy. Yeah, so his name is Benny, apparently. Okay. Like, do you think he does that on purpose, or is that like his default like facial expression? I don't, maybe it's kind of like a Renee Zellweger thing. I don't know, where he just always looks sort of, you know, like like kind of half disgusted and half smirking at the same time. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe that's that's. I mean, no, nothing against the guy personally, but that's a very punchable face. It is. It's a very <laughs> punchable face. I want to say that's his default face because, like I said, I, I he looks familiar to me, and I, maybe it's just from like a commercial or something. But that's why he looks familiar to me. I, I would not be surprised if he plays this kind of character in in in, in other movies because he just he just looks like that kind of character. You're not going to see like yo know, him playing like yo know, sensitive stay at home dad or anything like that. Yeah, he, I don't I don't think I could see this guy in a in a role where he had to be earnest. No, 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 no. Like I mean, if he played um, the uh, Garrett, the husband, it just the the movie would have been even more off the rails. It's like you were because this is not somebody that you would believe is capable of sincerity at any point. Yeah. But I think I think we can agree that he definitely looks like the kind of guy that would be dating Vicky. Well, he's 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 not dating Vicky though. He's uh he's the friend of the guy oh, that's dating he? Vicky. Right, yeah. right. Ethan's yeah. the boyfriend. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They they, are, they do seem like I, pretty I, interchangeable like yeah. vaguely <laughs> handsome and, and, and blonde again, that's dudes. the thing. It's like, you know, Vicky is not, you know, stepping in on on Claire's behalf. And at the same time, Ethan is not like kicking his friend under the table and saying, "You know, dude, stop being such an asshole," you know? I mean, yeah. all these people have a very odd idea of what friendship is and it's like you know it's like you you pull him aside and say dude you were embarrassing the shit out of me stop it you know I mean, <laughs> yeah and, and and like as much as we're freaking out about like generally this guy being an asshole and how bad of a time jayla's clearly having like vicky and ethan their dates ruined right and like vicky more or less seems to have brought this on herself i i still kind of feel sorry for ethan though I, I, I don't know how I don't know how much of this he had to do with. Well, we, we, although we, we, although I guess this is his friend. I guess, I guess yeah, and, and Eddie we, and we talked last or Benny, time. Rather, we talked last time about 
you know, where Vicky might have thought this would be a good match for Claire. And it seems to have been, well, is he a man? Is he single? Great. Then, you know, he'll, then everything will work out fine. But usually, I mean, I don't know if either of you have ever set up a blind date before. And, and I have. And usually it, it's not all that simple as, well, I have a single friend. You have a single friend. Let's put them together on a date. I mean, you have to make sure they're not going to end up sneering at each other across the table and making cracks about each other's jobs. Which, again, most people aren't really going to do that on a blind yeah. date, even if they're not really hitting it off. But, but... And this, this is stuff that they're learning the hard way. It's right. like you it's, need to actually consider what you're doing. It's like yeah. no thought went into from either Vicky or Ethan as to whether these two would be compatible or – and it's like, well, they're, they're your friends. Don't you know? I mean that's the thing is like we've we've seen it theoretically like Vicky and, and, and Claire, J-Lo's character, hang out right. outside of work. Like we've seen that happen. So I presume they know each other but I don't know. It, it, might, it might just be – I think we speculated on this before but it might just be like a work relationship that kind of became an outside work relationship because neither of them have any other friends. That's possible. Yeah, I I would say like I don't know maybe later clues in the movie say that they are kind of like at least decent friends. Uh, yeah, but, I mean she uh, she gets pretty upset about what happens to her. I mean, I, uh, granted, of course, you know anybody would get upset about anything like that happening to a person. But I mean, that, that, and and Vicky goes to bat for her. You know, yeah, even, I mean she probably shouldn't genuinely concerned for her. But you know this is you know at forty five minutes into the movie she's finally showing some shred of humanity. Well, uh. Let's actually get into the minute. I don't think we've actually started yet. <laughs> so we begin with Benny uh, saying, I'm fine with education, but we got to get him working. Practical yeah. skills. That's where the money is. Yeah, Benny's like, Benny's totally voting for Donald Trump. He's, he's definitely one of those people who's like, if this, if this isn't earning you money or isn't working you toward a career, it's not worthwhile knowledge to have. If people don't learn to become, uh, uh, if they don't learn the classics and learn English, then who's going to become English teachers, huh? That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I, I'm sure that, you know, if, if you if you went a little deeper into Benny's character, he's probably, you know, a commodities trader or, or banker or some shit like that. Oh, man. Actually, I, I have a theory about what he does for a living, which which we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. But okay, so J-Lo says, ah, money. That's the goal there. Like, really sarcastically, really just laying on the shade, just really thick. <laughs> and Vicky just immediately tries to change the subject. She turns to Ethan, who I think has been silent for, like, the last minute and a half. Uh, like, after he finishes telling his joke about the dead dog, he just kind of shuts up for a while. But Vicky asks Ethan how his mom's doing, and Ethan says, gallstones. And Vicky replies with, oh, gallstones. Are, are, those, are those the ones you pass, or are those the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> Riveting stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Ethan says, yeah, yeah, she's getting better. Um, the perfect conversation you want to have over people eating soup. Oh, yeah, I you guess, definitely want to talk about talk about gallstones. I guess about anything they can do to escape the awkwardness that's happening on the other end of the table. But it doesn't. it's not really an escape because while Vicky and Ethan are having this exchange, Eddie is very obviously staring at the cleavage of a waitress on the other side of the room. Well, you know, when you're with a, you know, a hag like, like J-Lo, you know, you're just going to be, you know, looking at whatever, you know, female body just passes in your you know, yeah, general the, vicinity. The wretched countenance of Jennifer Lopez. How can you, how can you stare? How, how can, how can you stand to look at it? I, I don't think that this movie has really gone far enough in, in illustrating what a scumbag this character is. I mean, maybe, you know, they could have had a scene where he got up and went to the bathroom and, you know, kicked a cane out from an old man or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Still a lollipop right from a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I, I actually kind of, in a weird sort of way, f- it, it just strikes me that there's a person in this movie who appears for all of one second and her entire role is to show off her breasts. <laughs> 
Like that's that's it. That's all. Like I don't think this waitress ever comes to the table. Like that's it. We just like I don't even know. If she's just supposed to be a waitress. I mean, she's just some woman just standing there. I, yeah, probably yeah, waitress or hostess. Yeah, yeah something how do you think, like that. How do you think the actress puts that on her resume? Like, oh, what did you do in the boy next door? Uh, like, I, is 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 her role listed as boobs? Is eye that, candy, Bust, yeah, busty waitress, <laughs> something like that. So, <laughs> so J Lo uh, sort of reinterrupts uh, Ethan and Vicky's conversation. Says, you know, money is fine, except when it's motivated by greed. Are, are there other motivations for money? Um, paying the rent, I guess, but, you know. We get an awkward silence, and then Benny says, you're a little firecracker when you get riled up, aren't you? Oh, God. I think I don't know if that's the first line of dialogue in this that people would never actually say in real life. But I think, you know, and, and, you know, correct me if you feel differently, I think he feels like he's still flirting with her in some weird way because he's still got that smirk on his face. Like, he thinks this is fun, and it's like... I I think he's taking, like, the... uh, Shoot, what is it called again? Uh, the the pickup artist nagging kind of yeah the oh, nagging thing right. yeah I think I think he thinks he's it, winning her over by being really mean well I, I think he thinks he's being I don't think he thinks he's being mean I think he's being he thinks he's being clever and yeah. and you know because like I said he he's got this like look on his face where he's not embarrassed by this he doesn't <laughs> think this is awkward he thinks this is fun he thinks he's got this woman and is this I guess uh you know he guess maybe he's got uh figures he's got nothing to lose either either she flirts back. And that's good. Or she runs off, and he still had a good time anyway. You know, and mean, and mean, and meanwhile, she's got this look on her face, like she's about to scan her the hell out of him. I mean, it, it's you know, <laughs> yeah. just daggers, just literal daggers coming out of her eyes at him. But this, this is where, this is where my theory for like what this guy actually does for a living came up. I think he's a sportscaster, <laughs> because the only time you ever hear someone call someone else a firecracker is when they're a sportscaster and they're talking about a Hispanic person. Yeah, that's an asshole job. I, I, can, yeah. I, can, I can see that. I can see that. Is it really? <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just seems to be. I mean, I, I, if, if I met a guy on a blind date and found he was a sportscaster, I was like, yeah, we're not going to get along with each other. You're afraid he's going to do a play-by-play? Yeah, mostly because we wouldn't have anything to talk about. But so anyway, so Vicky, Vicky is so desperate to try and keep this date on the rails. She... And this and this is a really a last ditch effort to keep a conversation going is to talk about the weather because she looks out the window and says I think it stopped raining. J Lo rightfully just kind of ignores it. And says firecracker. Is that how you regard women with an opinion? And oh man, this guy gives just the single biggest asshole line of his many super asshole lines he has in the scene. He says only when they disagree with mine. Well, yeah, that's a that's a panty dropper right there. That's, you know, I mean, that, that's our uh, our pickup artist line right there. If yeah, I mean, any... when you, when oh, you're on a man. when you're on a date with a woman and you pretty much literally tell her your opinion doesn't matter to me unless it's exactly my own. You are you are I mean, you're basically you're, you're constantly getting laid. I mean, it's just a it's just a banquet. And here's the thing: we see this guy in this film. We we are aware of this man's existence for like less than two minutes. And we know everything we need to know about this guy. And again, I mean, it kind of, like, sort of implies that this experience drove her into the arms of Noah. So, I mean, again, we mentioned in the, I think it was uh, the first episode we did, that, you know, Vicky is kind of the trigger point for all this. Because she's the one that's nagging her about going out on dates and, and trying to, you know, get back into the single scene and then, you know, puts her on this terrible date. So, I mean, really, the, 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 the fault of everything that happens are these, are there these two characters. You yeah, know? And, she's, and she's still doing it because, like, after, after uh, 
Benny says, you know, only when they disagree with mine. Vicky and Ethan both try and laugh it off, like, oh, ha, 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 he's 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 such a kidder, you know that yeah that that Benny. And then J Lo, you know, understandably stands up, uh, says sarcastically, says pleasure to meet you, shakes his hand, and starts to leave. And Vicky's desperately trying to get her to stay. She's like, "No, no, no, stay, stay, stay! Don't, don't, don't yes, go!" Yes, please. Let's let's continue <laughs> this this horrendously awkward evening together. We was, it yeah, was just this getting... is going so smoothly. And I think that's the only time when when she shakes hands with him and leaves that like his facade cracks a little bit, and he honestly looks surprised and disappointed. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, gee, you thought she was going to stick around for this. Has this worked for you in the past? I was about to tell her that uh, normally I don't date women as plain as she is. You know, I mean, she didn't even give me a chance to get that far. So in any case, JLo gets, I don't know, two feet from the table, stops, turns around and yells, JK Rowling. And to which this guy says, what? Which, understandably, this kind of guy probably doesn't know who JK <laughs> Rowling is. JLo explains, billionaire, classics major. And walks away. I did check. I did check on Wikipedia. The J.K. Rowling is indeed was indeed a classics major. That part they got right. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Although I, I feel like this point kind of runs counter to her notion that like making tons of money isn't the be all end all measure of success. But you know what? I you said you looked up to make sure that J.K. Rowling was actually a classics major. I actually looked up to see who else were the richest like English majors, uh, and like the, what, there was not that many. But the one that came up the most was Mitt Romney. So I don't think should she really want to use that as an example or Michael well, Eisner. Well, also there's the there's the fact that J.K. Rowling until until her like the first Harry Potter book was sort of discovered, she was really poor for a long time. Right, right. Like I think she was actually homeless for a while. I could I could be wrong. Double check me on that one, but you know, like she she was in a bad way for a good long time. Yeah, and it also kind of suggests that you know the, the reason she was able to write those books was because she was a classics major, and I don't know if that's actually accurate but you know whatever so anyway so vicky is you know trying to, again trying to salvage the state even though like jlo has left the table doesn't and go left after the restaurant. her doesn't, yeah, go, doesn't go after, after her. her she's she's still trying to make things nice with with benny for whatever reason she says oh she's she's a lot of laughs you you, you got you got to get to know her yeah i i I'm, i was just blown away that she's just standing there while her friend storms out of this terrible date it's like at least walk her out or make sure she's okay yeah she's she's not trying to salvage things with her friend she's trying to salvage things with this random asshole and it's like does she has she met this guy before or because i mean if if, if this is if this is the first time she's meeting him i mean you don't you don't I've been thinking about this scene way too much, but you don't, you don't, you know, you don't, she doesn't owe him anything. You know, she owes yeah. Claire well, something, you know, you know. Well, he's, he's one of her boyfriend's friends. So she's probably just feeling awkward on, on his, uh, on his side of things. Right. I mean, I would have loved to, just, I, I hope there's a deleted scene in which, um, Vicky and Ethan are home later. And I'm like, I can, and she's like, I cannot, I, you know, I cannot believe how awful that went. How could you possibly think they'd be a good couple? But I don't think <laughs> that would happen because, you know, I think that her mindset, and again, I'm giving way more weight and dimension to this character than the, than the script is, but like, you know, oh, well, you know, in, in regards to Claire, it's like, oh, well, why can't you just, you know, relax and have a little fun? Why do you have to be so serious all the time? It's kind of telling to the entire situation we find Claire in is that no one who, 
theoretically should be like there to support her is very good at doing it. Right, her exactly. Her best friend tries to hook her up with a really shitty guy. Her husband cheats on her. Her son, you know, has no sense of like the struggle that's going on between his parents and just kind of wants them to ignore it all and get back together. And then and then when he becomes friends with uh, with Noah, basically, you know, Noah replaces mom as the most important person in his life and that took maybe a couple of days and it's like yeah. you know how are you supposed to feel when your own son you know suddenly regards another person you know even you know not even a you know a romantic partner just some guy he starts hanging out with as the most important relevant person in his life so yeah she gets shit on a lot in this movie but in any case that's kind of where our minute ends so well, there is one thing that we can uh, maybe make ourselves uh, feel better with and that's the fact that uh, perhaps the ladies leave and stick Benny with the jack oh that would be nice yeah that would be you know, that would that would should be the 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 right that would that would if, you know, in a right and just world that's what <laughs> what would have been happened. The downside to that is they never actually ordered any food. Well, so did, I remember I remember in the last minute they tried to, but they they got they got like that free soup that you start with. Oh, that's right. I'm, but, start, I'm I've got the scene paused here, and they've all got soup bowls and wine in for them. So hey, wine. There wine, you go. Wine. Yeah, he'll have to pay for the wine. Uh, but it's it's a bummer they didn't stick him with like I don't know. What's the most expensive thing at a sushi restaurant? Um, like, probably, I guess I guess just the best sushi. Well, like one of those one of those big like like platters where like uh, there's like there's like forty pieces like a, of sushi on it that can run yeah. you a, you know, especially like a, if they're in Southern California. Boat. Yeah, sushi boat or, or you know assuming they're in Southern California, that's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Well, so yeah, and any other thoughts, ladies? I just, like I said, I mean this 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 uh this whole it, 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 the scene seems kind of unnecessary. You know, because basically it's just giving her a reason to find Noah a lot more attractive. But it's just, again, it's building up to, you know, how everyone in her life is just this kind of terrible person. I I can understand a plot device of, like, okay, having her go on a bad date to make her that much more, I guess, desperate for for Noah. But, like, this is a nightmare date. This is a date from hell. This This is, like, you know, the type of date that you tell somebody about and it's like, oh, that didn't really happen. No, that really happened. Yeah, it's it's one of those stories you hear, like someone talks on the internet about, like, oh, what the, just how terrible was this guy? And you're just like, no, he's, you're, you you got to be exaggerating. That that didn't happen. And and it's just, ah, uh, I'm so, I'm sorry. It's hard for me to put words together. Just how much of a dick this guy is. <laughs> yeah, he, My he, God. he and he and Vicky are definitely you know even more than you know the guy who ends up like you know murdering a bunch of people. Well, one person, but um. Uh, you know, they are still somehow the worst characters in this movie. It looks like that's it for this minute, so uh, if you ladies have anything you want to plug... Um, I have a blog in which I spend way too much time talking about 70s and 80s television. It's tuneintonight.tumblr.com uh, And I've got some drawings and stuff I do when I'm not too busy, and they're up on Tumblr at Hellglass. That's the same as my Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at T-D-O-T-C-R-F-H-4 or on the Power Rangers Rewatch podcast, Teenagers with Attitude. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Bye. Ta-ta. Thanks for listening to A Talking Cast Presents the Cast Next Door. I was your host, Michael Painter, with my guests, Gina Radcliffe and Lan Larady. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at First Ed Iliad. You can download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com or subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork by Josh Hollis, edited by Darren Husted, produced by Darren Husted, executive producer Michael Painter. The Boy Next Door is owned by Bloomhouse, Smart Entertainment, New Yorkin, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This is a first edition?